Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's episode is brought to you by Drops. Get more value from your NFT and DeFi assets. You can put your DeFi and NFT portfolio to work by using them to borrow funds or earn attractive returns lending to others. Drops allows you to borrow against DeFi and NFT tokens, use your NFT for loans and turn your idle assets into active yield. This allows for you to put your financial, gaming, collectible NFTs to work. For more information, go to drops.co. Again, that's drops.co. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a special guest all the way out in Toronto, Canada. We're on a project that I'm excited to learn more about. We have Darius with Drops.co. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Man, I'm excellent. Just finished the Thanksgiving holiday, so feeling very thankful. The market's a little down, but hey, I think we still have a lot of legs left left in this year, but we can get into that a little bit later. First, I want to learn more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? I'm a developer and also, well, I have been working on mobile apps development, web development back in eight years ago. My journey like, to crypto started somewhere like 2012 when I was just looking through forums and Bitcoin being a source of new internet money. And ever since, I like, started looking more into it. So mostly it was just some speculation, nothing too serious. Well, then, then later on, somewhere in like 2015, I started digging more into the whole ecosystem that's being built around well, also like Ethereum. In 2016, I started a web-free development agency. Mostly we, yeah, we did some dApps uh, and then w- when the ICO craze started, so mostly we're just launching tokens, building dashboards. So n- nothing like too, too interesting to build. I don't know about that. That sounds pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, you're building some, some decentralized apps, so some dApps, which were some of the first probably out in the market. And there's also learning about the blockchain space. What intrigued you? about being in this space? Like, how did you first learn about it? And what made you to say, it's like, oh, I want to start building some dApps? Yeah, so the most intriguing part is that it's this unstoppable force that uh, blockchain technology represents that whenever you just build something, you push it out there and it can stay there forever. And it's immutable, nothing can change it and anyone can interact with it. So it's like this freedom to create whatever you want and then nobody else can take it down. So that's that, that was a really powerful idea. And uh, it might be inspired by my previous peer-to-peer technologies. I was a big fan of Torrent and how it was created, like the way that networks can work together. It was quite fascinating. So I guess, yeah, like the, the things that attracted me to it was this powerful way to create stuff. It's more like, just like a software, I would say. It's more like you're creating like a hardware product. Another thing, it's probably this network effect that it can have because uh, anyone can use it and anyone can be part of it. This inclusiveness is also what's been interesting. Yeah, moving like forward, when I was like analyzing what the, the centralized uh, the centralized apps can bring to the, well, 
to our economy or to the speech sector in our lives, a lot of it made sense in a way that it, it allows users like ordinary consumers to be owners of their own assets, to be able to control how they want to have their money spent. Yeah, also like ownership of data as well. There's plenty of things that attract me to it. Yeah, I'm just excited to keep keep being in the space and keep building to make great things happen. So definitely get help with giving people the freedom to decide where they want their money to be spent. Also, what types of freedoms between where their data is being stored, how they are putting everything else out there. So that's what kind of got you into this space. But bring us to how you got involved with Drops. So what is Drops and what was the impetus of you creating it in the first place? The start of Drops, it's, I think it, it goes back to like earlier 2020. When they finally, when the farm market started picking up and we saw like this great activity of adoption of DeFi products. This whole DeFi summer was quite exciting. Then it got me thinking like there was like this gap uh, that's been forming that all these fungible assets, they are now able to generate yield and there is great infrastructure for them. But uh, what about NFTs? Because NFTs have been, well, for a long time, kind of like disregarded. And although back in early early conferences or like meetups, uh, where people were saying that, oh, like we will have real estate tokenized, we'll tokenize pretty much like everything. But yeah, to tokenize non-fungible things. So yeah, you would need NFTs. The infrastructure for that, is, it, it just wasn't there. So just like for fun, uh, I started a project called uh, Node Runners. It was a collectible cards uh, game where you would farm NFTs and then to extend their use, you would stake them and earn tokens. So that was like a first attempt to do something with NFTs to connect them. Well, with a similar concept that DeFi has, like, I know, like yield farming. I really like working on it and just then started looking for ways how it can be more scalable. Well, the idea of drops uh, came true, uh, basically for the NFTs to be uh, bridged to the DeFi, uh, we need like this permissionless way to obtain liquidity that you can obtain loans in a permissionless manner. And then once you have that, then you can, uh, let's say, well, earn yield or use borrowed capital for something more useful or create leverage. Yeah, that's how this idea of permissionless lending protocol came out that will use NFTs as collateral. And yeah, like we started building it early this year, 2021. For many changes, like how it should look like, like there were many different iterations of it. But we went through our testnet, hoping to pass the audit soon and get this get this baby to the world out there. No doubt. So let's let's break that down. So you identified the problem of being able to tokenize NFTs, basically being able to create. Uh, DeFi, centralized finance on top of NFTs, providing collateral with your NFTs and then be able to use that money or borrow against it to be able to do other things while your NFT is kind of being locked up. So you were trying to figure out how do you do it in a easy way that anyone be able to come onto your platform drops and then be able to do that. And that was kind of the precipice of you doing that. And as, as you said, you started earlier this year and you had minty iterations of trying to restructure and refigure out like how to best present this to the world. What do you think was one of the biggest hurdles for you to overcome with trying to create something like this? 
Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent. The biggest issue would be how do we, how NFTs could be priced. That's one one, one thing, and also how to mitigate risk, uh, because well, some NFTs could easily default, and well, if founders abandon them, uh, abandon them, then they can really put a risk to the whole protocol. But at the same way, it needs to be scalable. Like having too much governance of what gets in uh, might could slow down the protocol growth. One of the first ideas, it was to use uh, NFT fractions and create first liquidity for them. Use these fractions as a collateral while allowing users to also retain ownership over NFT. For some simulations, it might not work out well. Yeah, there are some major flaws in the design as well. Then just like through removing any unnecessary parts in the design, how it should work. We came up with this, well, with more simple idea. And we just have assumption that some NFTs liquid enough, like they are, they have trading volume, they have their floor price, they have their average price. So there's this liquidity that is already there. There are some great projects out there uh, that have strong communities and most likely they're not going to go anywhere in the next uh, I don't know, months, years to come. So instead of creating a synthetic liquidity for them with fractions, we decided to just use what's there in the open sea. And to price NFTs, we're using time-weighted average price of the floor, along with some, some additional filters to remove deviations. To isolate risks from users for the protocol, putting those NFTs in like pools, each NFT collection has its own pool and liquidity doesn't mix. And therefore, investors deciding to supply liquidity to, to specific pool, well, they're just exposing themselves to this specific collection. So yeah, that way, like NFTs that have already like social approval, social trust, they will be able to attract more liquidity and those then don't. Well, most likely they'll have trouble having that, but that's because uh, they might not be liquid in the first place. These have been the challenges and hopefully this will work. The time will show us. Right. No, I mean, those are big challenges to be facing for sure. First, to be able to adequately de-risk the pricing of the NFTs and then having people that want to then go and add liquidity to liquidity pools and everything else. So you're spot on with big challenges that have to be put out there. But just like you said, you have the test net going, the mainnet's coming out soon. So that's all exciting. But I believe you also have some pretty exciting news about a metaverse play that you have going on. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? We are organizing an event that will be focused on metaverse finance and how metaverse assets are going to basically change the way also DeFi, DeFi will work. And basically like show people that metaverses will be these isolated, isolated bubbles, but instead with help of DeFi, they can be all interconnected together also like bring value to the communities, to DAOs by allowing to, let's say, use metaverse assets for financial purposes as well, not just for gaming or 
earning uh, well earning in-game yield with uh, with those assets. We're organizing an event like the details are going to be announced soon. We'll have uh, some great giveaways. We'll have DJ. It will be happening at the central end. So right now, all you can do is follow Jobs Twitter and look for the latest updates about that. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Something I'm going to go check out because that is, for those of you who have not yet explored the world of Decentraland, that's pretty cool. Recommend checking that out. And I'm sure this event's going to be a lot of fun as well. Another question that I have for you is, you know, clearly you're passionate about like the NFT and DeFi space. How do you think it is going to continue to evolve, let's say, over the next two to five years? So we're going to see much more interconnection between DeFi and NFT space. Like probably one of the primary things that's going to happen is right now we have bridges built between multiple chains. All the NFTs and like main DeFi products were settled, were built on Ethereum. So what we're going to see is just much more spread ecosystem that will be built on many other chains on layer twos. And so that's like the first thing that's going to happen. So it will stop being this cluster of products on Ethereum but instead like it will spread to this multi-chain communities. Then uh, once that happens, so when we'll have bridges from different chains and also there'll be bridges for NFTs, that will also accelerate the flow of NFTs. Like their value will be transposable. Well, let's say like NFTs like CryptoPunks will be able to be sent, I know, let's say Arbitrum and uh, perhaps on Arbitrum they can, there can be a product that will allow them to be used as collateral and they'll be able to will be able to obtain like instant loans and earn yield with it. There'll be just much more interconnection between chains. And in addition to that, there'll be more apps that utilize the NFTs themselves, not just fungible tokens. So another like accelerator in the in the growth of the space will definitely will be Facebook's metaverse. They might not contribute to the crypto space overall themselves, but just the narrative that they have set, uh, this metaverse narrative is going to be really powerful. And perhaps one day, I don't know, maybe in three years, maybe maybe sooner, uh, we might see like bridges that are connected with Facebook metaverse to some other chains. And well, if that happens, well, we're going to have like insane explosion, insane growth of users coming from Facebook metaverses to like crypto space and vice versa. So yeah, probably like this is, that's another thing that's going to happen. And yeah, like the whole metaverse space is going to get more mature. Community owned uh, organizations like DAOs will be able to not just be there to invest in stuff or have fun playing games, but you might see them having more impact on daily lives as well. Maybe there will be DAOs that will be focused on helping using funds for good causes or trying to reduce our carbon footprint or DAOs that will tr- try to invest in expanding a human life expectancy. So yeah, that that's probably my general outlook. On, on the next two to five. Yeah. So just to <laughs> re-break that down and that, I mean, there's a lot of good nuggets. So from the NFT space and DeFi, you're going to see more interoperability across chain. You're going to see more NFTs actually being used for liquidity instead of it just fungible tokens being able to provide that type of stuff. The metaverse is going to be pretty large. Facebook, I mean, just on the subject of Facebook, I've seen so many Facebook Oculus 
well now meta Oculus commercials that are coming out and the fact that these gigantic VR headsets are becoming more and more affordable where they used to be thousands of dollars. Now you can get them for 300 bucks. It's just making it more accessible for more people to be using it. So I think that trend is definitely in the right direction for people to get more exposure to this virtual metaverse world, which is virtual reality. And then finally, DAOs. DAOs are, are here to stay. People are going to be more and more creative with how they're going to be set up in different challenges that they're looking to face. So I think those are three really good things to be looking out for. And I appreciate you making sure that everyone is paying attention to that. So I always like to finish up with two fun questions. The first being with all the information and knowledge that you have right now, if you get to go in part one to two pieces of wisdom when you first got started, let's say back in 2015 on your crypto blockchain journey, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself like, no matter what happens, like no matter if you start believing something and you can see the real value of it, like you just see like this fundamental things that make sense. And although other people will not see it that way. So stick to it, just stay on this path and just be kind to people that you meet. Be also be generous to people and uh, eventually it will come around. You never know uh, how it will. Well, if you just keep doing the, the good things that make value and make sense to you and to others, and if you're being mindful and kind to people, then yeah, good things will come. What goes wrong comes around. Probably, yeah, that would be my my first advice. There have been like so many instances, like the people I met before, like we're not even thinking of like working together or being uh, doing something. But uh, eventually down the road, our paths connected. This crypto space itself is quite small and uh, it's been really helpful. Those are two good gems. You believe in something, just go for it and the timing will make right and do right by people. Just do good by others and things will work themselves out. There's collaboration. You make the right connection. You never know. You never know what a conversation will do and by treating someone well, who they'll connect you to to ultimately head you in the right direction of what's meant for you. So I think that is absolutely a good thought. But as we kind of wrap up here, man, what is the final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners here today? My final thoughts. Well, guys, we're here to set for, for quite a wild ride with, uh, with the whole crypto space and uh, like metaverses, DAOs, DeFi. The things that we've been talking already for the past I know, like 10 years about the blockchain, what it means, what it will bring to people or the mass adoption of it, it finally starts to happen. Like now is the time when we're bre- breaking the ice, getting noticed, and uh, the real traction and use cases are happening. So if you have any doubts about the space overall, perhaps uh, you should look at it just a bigger, big, bigger pic- picture and maybe change your mind. But if you're a believer in the whole space, well, yes, stay there long enough and great things will happen to you. Great final thought. Again, be persistent. Uh, if you see the vision of where this thing's headed, it's, it's going to be massive. And uh, I just want to echo that because back in 2018, when I first learned about this space and I saw what it could be, I just knew this was going to be the future. And I, I got in and decided, like, how do I educate myself so that when the moment comes, I'm ready? And it's been really rewarding and cool. Just 2021, everything that's happened and all the opportunities that have come through the space to have been ready for this moment. So Darius, I think that's a good reminder to just stay ready, stay persistent, and good things are on the way. So Darius, I really appreciate you spending some time with us. What are ways that people can either connect with you or learn more about Drops? You can just visit our website, drops.co, or follow us on Twitter, Drops NFT. 
we also host like regular AMAs and uh, reports and uh, also you can join our Discord community, Telegram, where you can also find me there. So yeah, that's uh, how we can find us and hopefully to see you there. Perfect. Well, again, I really appreciate you spending time with us today. And for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Renee Wah. I like their way of describing, detailed and simple at the same time. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. CryptoCurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the CryptoCurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.